Praise God, we are so glad to be with you once again today to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty, this is Pastor Don, and we are excited about what we're going to be sharing today from God's precious, never-changing, written Word of God. Again, we will be receiving communion towards the end of the service to give you a heads up on that. And we want to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone for their continued faithful support to help us as we up here in the great Northwest reach out to win souls into the kingdom of God. Great things are happening and what a great time it is to be living right now. Amen. Oh, yeah. It's so, so wonderful about what's in store and going on, even though the world is uh, going to shred, so to speak, <laughs> we're not of this world. We're ambassadors for Christ here. And it's exciting to be following God in these last days. Amen. And we believe today's message is once again going to bless you in a mighty way. So turn, if you have your Bibles, to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to read the first eight verses once again today. Do you want to read that, honey? Sure. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, all. that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained, a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Praise God. Father, we do thank you for your precious word. And today as we go into it we thank you for once again a fresh anointing a fresh touch upon it and a fresh touch upon these lips of clay as we uh, speak forth your word as you would have it shared today thank you, we thank Jesus. you for that anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage and father god the enlightenment that comes by the spirit of truth the holy spirit we thank you for every need met and give you praise and glory in the name of jesus mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Well, this scripture we just read, as we have so many times here, as we've been focusing in on prayer, particularly for the upcoming elections. Mm -hmm. This is something Paul told Timothy by uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which we have recorded in the Word of God, that we need to put first things first. Your prayers, our prayers, the prayers of the believers, wherever they may live, make an impact. They make a difference as far as how the leadership goes in a nation or country. Sure. And it's important for us, especially now, as these upcoming elections are almost upon us, that we really take seriously the place that prayer should have as we pray for the leaders and those that will be elected uh, in the days ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, you notice there that it says that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men and for kings and for all that are in authority. So we need to pray for those, all of those that are in authority. Why? Because as the Bible goes on to say, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Mm -hmm. So there has the beneficial blessing of blessing the nation, but specifically 
it brings a blessing to our life sure because we can claim we can claim the promises of God, mm -hmm. even though lots of stuff's going on in the world, negative stuff, mind you. We have the promise of God that if we pray and stay praying, that no matter what may happen, God's peace is going to be upon our life. Yes. And we can live in godliness. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're called to do in these last days. We're to be a light that shines in the dark place. Amen. We're to be that ambassador for Christ in this world, but not of this world. Mm -hmm. The scripture goes on to say there that this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. He wants everybody right. saved. Amen. He wants our worst enemy to be saved. Mm -hmm. Now, to some, that blows their mental processes because if you have an enemy, probably you don't want to see them have God's best in their life. I'm talking about in the natural as far as our flesh. But because we've been born again, the Lord tells us to pray for our enemies. Mm -hmm. Do good things to those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Now in the natural, that's not easy. That's why by the grace of God and because we've received a new nature that we have the ability to let the love of God that's on the inside of us out and one of the most effective, productive ways that we can do that is through giving voice to praying the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God wants us to have a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty because he wants all people saved. Mm -hmm. He wants your enemy, my enemy, everybody's enemy. And boy, what a different place this world would be mm -hmm. <laughs> if we had everybody saved. But That's of right. course, we know that they're not. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a will involved and it's not God's will though that any perish but all come under repentance Amen. but it goes on to say there there's one God and one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time and then in verse 7 Paul talks about his own particular calling which first on the list was he was called to be a preacher and that's exactly brothers and sisters what we're called to do as born again believers, mm -hmm. we're called to preach the everlasting gospel. Even as it says there in Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then of course he goes on to say he was a preacher and an apostle uh, uh, and how he spoke the truth in Christ and lied not and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Well, first and foremostly, he was a preacher. He, in other words, he proclaimed the good news. And he did that by what he preached through the word of God. And of course, we do that also by our lifestyle, mm -hmm. by living for God, right? That's right. So it wasn't because he was an apostle, he was a preacher. He was a preacher first, and then he happened to be called into the fivefold ministry, according to Ephesians chapter four. And he was also an apostle, and he was also a teacher, mm -hmm. as the word of God tells us here. So look what it goes on to say here. He says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, down in verse eight, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So he ends this up the same way he began this, talking about, first of all, we need to pray for our leaders. And then he ends it up, I will that everybody pray everywhere. Yep. Okay, lifting up holy hands, Amen. Right? That's right? So so God's called us all to prayer. Yes. Uh, there's not some special people that are called to be prayers, okay? Mm -hmm. You hear sometimes that people uh, there, as we read in that verse uh, one of chapter two, uh, that uh, supplications, uh, 
prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, you see the word intercession there. And intercession is standing in the place or in the gap for another, bringing two together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you hear people say, well, I'm called as an intercessor. And rightly, according to the word of God, we are all called to intercede. Amen. There's not just a few. Now, of course, there's many people that give way to intercession mm-hmm. as they're praying for their country, praying for others. But particularly, we need to realize that we're all called to pray. That's right. We're all I, called to pray. I think the Lord wants us all to, uh, I, the Lord does want us all to cultivate that prayer life That's inside right. of all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he can do nothing on this earth unless we ask him, the Bible says. I mean, he can, he can do things sovereignly, but I don't trust just in that alone. There's a lot in the Word of God, many, mm-hmm. many things that tell us what we as believers need to do in Him and through Him, using the name of Jesus, yes. using our God-given authority. That's what we've been talking about even in times past, you know, the authority that we have. And uh, if we want to see things right there, first, you know, First Timothy chapter 2 tells us right there, case in point, if you want to see change, mm-hmm. this is what you need to do. That's the, right. The Bible is very conditional. If and then, there's a lot of ifs and then, if you do this. But he's left a lot of things up to us mm-hmm. because of the authority that Jesus purchased for us, purchased our freedom, set the captives free. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things that he did when he died and ascended and bought back our freedom, brought us back our freedom so that we can have that authority and use the name of Jesus. That's so right. a lot of times we're leaving up to God what he's left up to us. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe exactly right. maybe. Maybe some of the times that's maybe why we're not seeing the results that we need to see and have because we need to do it God's way. That's right. And a lot of times we all are human. We all have flesh, unregenerate flesh, mind you. But it's easy to criticize versus pray. It's easy to criticize and find fault versus praying for the leaders that we want to see change. Mm -hmm. God's able to change leaders. God's able to change hearts. Now, of course, they need to surrender their heart to the will of God when God speaks to them, whether directly or through a laborer that's sent across their path. But they have the opportunity and free will when they see God moving to change the course that they're going and do it on behalf of humanity. And many times, this comes directly as a result for the people underneath them praying for them, mm-hmm. interceding for them. That's why this is so important as we're talking about this up to the upcoming elections, that rather than find pro- fault, and there's plenty of fault to find, there's plenty of imperfections in leaders, no leader is perfect. That's right. God's ordained positions of authority, mm-hmm. but no leaders are perfect this side of heaven. We all have faults. We all have shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Not because we want that want it that way, but we do. So, instead of criticizing, pray. Amen. Get in there and pray. And on a on a note, just a little bit further than that, what I'd like to express as well is that it's important what platform are these people running on? These leaders if they're running on a platform that's closest to the Word of God, you might say, some people might say, well, that's common sense. Well, not for everyone. 
Because if you look at a person's personality and you say, well, I don't like that. The Bible doesn't say that we vote or we do things according to personality. We pray for those people. But, it, but fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree. That's exactly right. And so when you look at the fruit, what is this person trying to do? Uh, what, what have they done? Whose best interest do they have? And do they want the gospel to stay free? Are they concerned about people's souls? <laughs> are they concerned about our freedom and our liberties and mm -hmm. the justice? Are they, are they for keeping the babies safe, whether inside the womb, outside the womb? What, mm -hmm. do, they, what do they represent? And exactly. along those lines, then we can make our decisions. And that's what, you know, we need to do our part to vote, but mm -hmm. we certainly need to do our, our part to pray because our prayer can get in behind closed doors and, and talk to change. those people and bring change. Exactly. It's important. And, and the point you bring up, honey, is, is, is so true that we get in there and we pray. And it's not on personality, it's on the platform. Yes. What, what right. do the people stand for? It's like in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. What do you find out about a local church? What do you find out about other Christians? You find out what's their platform. In other words, what do they believe about God's Word? What's their tenets of faith? What's their tenets of faith? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's important. When you go to look for a local church to be a part of, what do they believe? Mm -hmm. That's important. Amen. Because that can either help you or hinder you. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. So we need to know that and that doesn't go just for the office of the president it goes all the way down to the state and local levels find out mm -hmm. what people stand for find out uh, what how they've voted how they've stood on different issues in your local community wherever you may be watching this because it's important and find out sometimes people just say well i just vote uh, straight ticket uh, uh, one way or the other well, that can be dangerous. That is not necessarily the best way to do it because depending upon where you live in certain parts of the country, you can be fooled by that. And remember, God's not a Republican or a Democrat. Mm -hmm. He's on the side of truth. And he uses to the best of his ability the material that's offered to him. And we can help make that material better by praying for him. Amen? That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've been looking at Asa. You remember Asa? King Asa. In, uh, in, uh, in the Old Testament, we remember in 2 Chronicles 14, 15, and 16, and I just want to touch on this a moment as we uh, look at another passage of Scripture, that he commanded all Judah to seek the Lord. He commanded everybody to seek God. Mm -hmm. And, of course, his reign was 41 years, and he had ups and downs. But they built and prospered, as we covered last time, if you were with us. Seeking God will always bring about God's hand of blessing, spiritually and then naturally, because God wants to take care of us. He wants us to prosper and be in health. He wants to meet our every need. He doesn't want us to be covetous. He wants us to love him to one his heart, not just his hand. All right? Amen. Now, but we saw with Asa that he took out all the strange gods and all of the altars of the strange gods and the high places and the images and cut down the groves. And guess what happened? As he did that, the Lord gave them rest from no war. In other words, there was peace and tranquility in the land for that particular period of time, those first 10 years. Mm -hmm. 
And praise God, we want peace in our land. Amen. The best way to bring about peace as much as possible is by praying for our leaders continuously and relentlessly. That's and right. mind you, not just at election time. Although it's very important, it's important to be praying for our leaders all the time. Mm -hmm. All right? Amen. So with that in mind, let's look here today and get into the very first part anyway. Ezekiel chapter 22, because we're talking about intercession, standing in the gap. Now we know that Jesus was the ultimate intercessor because he came and stood in the gap between us and our heavenly father. Mm -hmm. He did for us what we needed to have done for us in which we could never do for ourselves. That's right. Jesus was the sinless, spotless lamb that came as the divine substitute for all of humanity once and for all and went to Calvary, mm -hmm. shed his precious blood. His body was broken for our physical healing. Amen. And then on that third day, he arose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And now he's at the right hand of the heavenly father where the Bible tells us that he ever liveth to make intercession. So his life and ministry did not even end here after he arose from the dead. He now lives, as the Bible says, where he makes intercession for us. Mm -hmm. Because his blood before the Father God's holy throne, holy throne is a perpetual reminder that he sees humanity that's accepted Jesus through the blood. That's right. Praise God. Amen. And that's exciting. Lord. But Jesus is the supreme mediator. But now on earth, we're called as Christians in the family of God, sons and daughters of God, to intercede for the land. Mm -hmm. We intercede for our family many times, or neighbors, right. co-workers. Mm -hmm. But we also should be praying and interceding, particularly standing in the gap for the leaders of this land. That's right. And when we intercede, that means we're holding them up before Almighty God and asking God to help them mm -hmm. in spite of themselves many times. Many times they don't know that God loves them. They're not born again. Mm -hmm. They've never accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. Whether they have or they haven't, regardless, we're supposed to pray for them. That's right. And especially when they don't know the Lord, because God will use unsaved people to bless God's people. Mm -hmm. He will do that. Because many times you have leaders that they want to do what's right for humanity. Even as we read that scripture there mm -hmm. in the book of Samuel, remember that? Recently we read about right. that he that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. Mm -hmm. And many times people fear God because they believe there's a creator and they're not yet born again. Right. So God turns their hearts by the moving of his spirit upon their life or through other people, either way, and influences them to do the right things. And we never want to take that for granted. Amen. That's right. But let's read here. Starting in Ezekiel chapter 22. This is talking about Israel, of course. And the prophet Ezekiel, let's start in verse 23. Honey, do you want to start reading sure. that? 
And we're going to read down to the end of the chapter, but we may stop before we get to the end of the chapter. Okay. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. Hold on just a second. Okay. There's a what? There's a conspiracy. Of her prophets. Of her prophets in the midst, in the midst of her. Now this is, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> because you, you go on to read here, uh, they've devoured the souls. And we'll go on and read. But I want to bring out that word conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the word in the authorized version is used, conspire, or conspiracy 30 times, 30 times. And that does not include those other times that we see in the Holy Word to where someone was against someone and it doesn't use that word. Because today we hear repeatedly, yes, we do. those people are just conspiracy theorists. And indeed there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there about things, but you can't, Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Amen. Conspiracy theorists is actually not that many decades old. The real truth about the matter. But there are real conspiracies. Yes, sir. And you don't have to go back any further than into the book of Genesis to where the serpent conspired to take down God's creation, mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, and deceive them. Amen. That's right. And it goes on all the way through the Bible. And God, as it's always been Satan against God's kingdom mm -hmm. and a God, about, against God's family. So yes. don't let what you hear on the news media throw out a good word. Mm -hmm. Because when somebody conspires, they plot evil and have evil intent against someone else. That's and that's right. a very real thing. And the worst thing we can do as Christians is to close our eyes and say that that type of thing doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Because... You never want to think that Satan is your friend. He is a defeated foe. He's your adversary. He is your adversary according to 1 Peter chapter 5. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to bring that out a little bit. Yeah, there's many examples of conspiracy in the Bible. Yeah, how about, how about uh, Absalom with David? That's right. Or Judas against the Lord Jesus yes. himself? I could go on and on and on about that. Most but I just certainly. wanted to point that out. Go ahead, honey. Yep. Continuing with verse uh, 25, there is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion ra ravening the prey, they have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between their unclean or between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my sabbaths and i am profaned among them her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain and her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar seen vanity and divining lies unto them saying thus saith the lord god when the lord hath not spoken the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Okay. Now, if we stop and pause for just a moment, mm -hmm. what you notice there, 
the conspiracy was that the prophets and the priests were not doing the right thing for the people. They were not in sync with heaven's plan. And they were in it for themselves. They were doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And God forbid any minister should ever take advantage of people or do the wrong thing Amen. because they will give an account one day. Mm -hmm. But as you read there, you notice there that they didn't, they, they, they made no difference between the holy and the profane. Mm -hmm. That's not good. That's, That's not right. Right. That's right. We're supposed to be holy people. Amen. We're supposed to live uprightly as Christians before Almighty God mm -hmm. because there is a judgment day coming one day and we'll have to give an account for everything that's not under the blood of Jesus that we have not received forgiveness for. That's right. So it's important to understand that we need to do the right thing and be the best vessel, a clean vessel, an honest vessel for God to be able to use. Okay? Well, and as you read down, you know, oh, I'm the, sorry. In the, the scripture, I just wanted to inter insert something really quick. Um, and, the, and the scripture says, too, that um, you know, he who is spiritual judges all things, but rightly judged by no man. We, we don't judge a person's heart, but you judge by what they say and by what they do. And, um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That's right. So you do locate people by what they say, especially mm -hmm. the first thing that they say. They might recant it, they might come back, but it's like, well, they said it, you know. And so I think in light of good and evil, good and bad, evil and good, that type of thing, we can, we can judge those things. So verse 30 says, And I sought for a man among them that, thou, that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Okay, so you see there at the end in verse 31, that there was judgment that came as a result of what was going on in the land. Mm -hmm. Now, as God's representatives in the Old Testament, you had the prophet, the priest, and the king. But you see the prophet and the priest listed there, and you see that they made no difference. In other words, this became just a job to them. They were doing it for what was in it for them. Yes. And you see there uh, that they destroyed souls getting dishonest gain in verse 27. That's a bad thing. That's a, really bad, That's a bad thing. No minister is supposed to be guilty of filthy lucre. Mm -hmm. In other words, going in it for what's in it for them. But unfortunately, there's been many people that have been hurt. Perhaps you're out there today and you have been hurt by ministers that have taken advantage of you or you saw that. What that does is that causes hurt to the body of Christ. And ministers need to live uprightly and they need to be in a good example of what godliness and honesty and holiness is. That's right. As you read on there, it talks about in verse 28, it says, Her prophets have dabbed them with untempered mortar, serving vanity and divining lies unto them, saying that the Lord God, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. Now, let me comment on that. What is dubbed with untempered mortar mean? Well, mortar is what you put together to solidify bricks, like in a brick wall. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you put the bricks together, you need something to hold them together to have that strength. 
Well, if you have mortar, which goes in between them to cement those blocks or bricks together, if it's done right, then that's going to be like one piece, all of them together. But if it's untempered, it means it doesn't have strength. Okay? So when they temper steel, they don't, uh, they, they have to do it and get it to a certain temperature. Mm-hmm. Why? So that it increases its strength. And that's what has to happen here with mortar when you're putting bricks together, is it needs to be have its strength fully in place so it can hold those bricks together. Amen. Well, what did he say directly? Was that untempered mortar? He, they, they were saying, the prophets were saying, that thus saith the Lord God when the Lord had not spoken. Mm. So the Lord hadn't spoken. So it's a very dangerous thing for people yes, to say, is. thus saith the Lord, when the Lord has not said that. That's right. A very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of prophecies out there today. A lot of things being said about the last days. But we have to remember, brothers and sisters, that it's got to be found right here in the precious Amen. written word of God. It must align to that. And if it does not align to that, it needs to be judged. We need to judge prophecy which includes voices and visions and any other supernatural thing that may come to us. As much as we may like, uh, have a favorite preacher or teacher or Christian, a family member. We have to judge things according to the Word of God. Or even what you dreamt or perceived to be the case. We have to, you know, the Word is magnified above His name. That's right. um, Nothing supersedes the Word of God. If, if, If somebody's beyond the Word of God, then they're way beyond for me. That's right. We have to be careful of those things. We have to. And I bring this out in this whole context, and we'll get into more of it next time together. But you see there that they had things saying, said that wasn't from God. So we have to go back to see and judge prophecy and judge things, voices, visions, dreams. It's important to do that because we can get into trouble anytime we stray. Remember what Jesus said the first thing in Matthew 24 when he was talking to his disciples in what's known as the Olivet Discourse. The first thing he said when he was asked about end time things, he said, let no man deceive you by any means. There's many voices in the world. There's many people. Satan has to come and transform himself as an angel of light to get people to believe mm-hmm. the deception. And, and it always comes camouflaged. And, you know, and one other thing too is- It has de- to seem plausible. Yes. The devil's not gonna take something that's totally ir- irrelevant or just out there and say, this is what God's saying. He's gonna take and he's gonna twist the scriptures. Exactly. That's what the Bible says. He, you know, he's gonna take and he's gonna twist a little bit of something. That's mm-hmm. why. That's what he did with Eve. He, you know, he deceived her through the subtility of her mind. He took something that God said, but twisted it. So that's why we have to really be in the Word of God and pressing in to pray, mm-hmm. and don't just be doing praying without reading. Right. And you don't want, you know, you don't want all spirit, no word. You don't want all word without the Spirit of God. So that, that, that's why the Bible says they they agree together. They come together to agree. Mm-hmm. We need the Holy Spirit to breathe the Word of God 
over us to bring life and we need the word of god to establish us and to hold us to anchor us mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important because if somebody says you know i like a, a man of god that um was really kind of one of our mentors uh he would say don't take what i've said for granted you need to go into the word of god for yourselves and you need to search out the scriptures to see if it be so. And that's what Acts 11, 7, 17, 11 says, excuse me, Acts mm -hmm. 17, 11. They search the scriptures daily to see if it be so. Exactly. So that's what's important for all of us. In fact, you should be having your pen and your paper out right now, writing these things down so you can go back over it and say, you know what, I got to get this out for myself and underline your Bible. You need a Bible you can write in and you can highlight. Exactly. I do and we do and it's mm -hmm. important. Because Amen. it becomes, you know, it's ownership. Amen. Amen. So true. So true. We need to judge what we hear, messages we hear. So we see here that the people of the land have used oppression, exercised robbery, and vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. So all of that leads up to God wanting an intercessor. We see a lot mm -hmm. of problems. And you're going to see how this all comes together. And we'll get into more of it next week. But all of this decrepitness and evil and problems that was going on in Israel, God said here in his word that he sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge, stand and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. And therefore they got the judgment in verse 31. That's why it's important, brothers and sisters, that we pray. We stand in the gap. Amen. Because God's searching the hearts for his people to pray mm -hmm. for the leaders. Because we see a lot of problems in the land here in America. We see a lot of problems in the world. But if we get in there and pray, we can see God's mighty hand move. Yes, and supernatural, God-given, heaven-sent change come yes. for the good, for the glory of God, yes. and for the gospel to get out and for people to get saved. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. That's good news. Yes. That's good news for all yes. of us. Amen. So allow the Lord to use you in these next days and weeks mm -hmm. up to the election, but past that to pray for wherever you're at and wherever your local government is because God can get in there and work a supernatural change. Amen. You may be out there today and you might say, I'm listening today, I was raised in church, but you're talking about a Jesus, about a God that I only know in a religious way. I've never accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. We must all accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior to make heaven our home. Mm -hmm. There's a real heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Amen. So if you're out there today, or perhaps you're in a backslidden condition, we want to have a word of prayer with you right now, and you can invite Jesus to come into your heart He'll create you anew. He'll forgive you of all of your sin, all of your past. Mm -hmm. He'll bring you into his family. And praise God, he gives you an expected end and a future with him forever. Amen. Praise God. Jesus did it all for us, but we must receive it. We must receive the work he did 2,000 years ago. So if you're out there and you need to receive Jesus, why don't you bow your head right now Get on your knees if you can, mm -hmm. as an act of submission, if you're in a place you can. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Repeat Thank this you. after me, and let the words that you speak be in agreement with 
your heart. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you right now. I come to you right now. And I ask you. And I ask you. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. My Savior. My Savior. I receive him now. I receive him now. And I ask. And I ask. To forgive me in my sins. For him to forgive me in my sins. And to cleanse me. And to cleanse me. By his precious blood. By his precious blood. Your word says. Your word says. That if I confess. That if I confess. With my mouth. With my mouth. The Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. And believe in my heart. And believe in my heart. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. I would be saved. I would be saved. And I do so. And I do so. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. If you're out there today and you prayed that prayer or you should have prayed that prayer, I want you to contact us by looking at going to the website that you see listed on the screen. And you can email us or you can call us at 503-692-9673. And let us know what you just did because we want to send you for free some materials that will help you in your new walk with the Lord. It's also important for you to find a good local church where you can fellowship and get connected with believers to help you grow in your new walk with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just the start. It's not the end for you. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Amen. Well, this time we're going to receive communion before we close out today. And we have the bread and the cup. And according to 1 Corinthians and chapter 11, the scripture tells us through the apostle Paul that he received of the Lord that which also he delivered to the church at Corinth, which is delivered to us still today, that the same night, the Lord Jesus, that same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Praise God. Amen. Such a wonderful scripture that brings revelation to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is one of the ordinances of the New Testament church. Yes. Lifting up the cup. Lifting up the bread. These all symbolize, they represent what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. The cup represents the spilled blood to wash away all of our guilty stain, to give us a, a new nature on the inside. And the bread, the stripes that were put on Jesus' back at Calvary, were put on his back so we could enjoy physical healing right now. Amen. That's right. So as we receive of the bread and the cup, mm -hmm. let's give thanks for what they both represent. Honey, Amen. do you want to pray yes. over the bread? Thank you, Father, with God. We just come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're so thankful once again for what Jesus purchased for us at Calvary. He purchased for us our freedom, that we can be free from sickness and disease, anything that would try to come our way, Father. Yes. It may try and may be formed, but it cannot prosper, the Bible says. And we have a no trespass sign on our body saying, no person or no anything can trespass on my body and attach anything to my body that does not belong there. So we thank you, Lord, that we are healed. 
from every sickness and disease and germ and virus and bacteria. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, wherever yes. we went whole, from the top of our head to the tip of our toes. That's what we proclaim. That's what we profess to be so, because you said thank in you. Romans 4, 17, to call those things that be not as though they were, but we receive what you've done for us by faith. We yes. receive it with the hand of faith, and we give you all the praise and the glory for working in our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Our respiratory systems, we're free from headaches, Everything that would be abnormal, we are free from in Jesus' name. Oh, we give growth, you the praise and the tumors. Glory. That's right. Pain. Weakness. It has That's to right. go, has no to matter go. what it is. That's right. You say, thank go. you, Jesus. That's right. I believe I receive my healing. I believe I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, and Jesus. working a miracle yes. out there to everyone watching yes, out in there Jesus' today. name. In Jesus' mighty name. And please let us know your testimonies. Yes. Of what Jesus did. He's the healer. Yes. He yes. is the miracle worker. Thank you, Lord. There's no name above the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we receive this cup together, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Jesus. We are so thankful for the Father God oh. sending you into this world to take our place, to fulfill the great plan of redemption. We thank you for your precious blood that was spilled 2,000 years ago to give us a new nature, to forgive us you, of our sins, free us from our past, mm -hmm. bring us into your family. And Lord, we want to thank you and praise you for that today. And thank you for the freedom that we receive when we ask forgiveness for sins, when yes. we sin as Christians. According to 1 John 1, 9, we can confess our sin mm -hmm. to you and you're faithful and just to forgive yes, us of are. our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For that, we give you thanks and praise this day Thank in the Jesus. name of Jesus. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is so good. He is so wonderful. We're so glad that you could be with us today. Share your testimony with others, what God has done for you. Remember that Jesus is coming soon. Yes, he Pray is. as these elections are coming out. We're going to get into more of this next time and when we come together. But know that God's for you. He's not against you. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you to run your race and to win souls into his kingdom and let your light shine bright until the day that Jesus Christ returns. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Amen.